Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing great and had a lovely Christmas and a new year. And uh, thank you again for spending your time, valuable time, listening to this podcast. And I am really committed to give you all the value I can possibly. So I hope you have enjoyed the podcast so far. If you have, please subscribe and like uh, button and share the podcast with your colleagues. Um, in last uh, part of the communication in dentistry, part one, we discussed some general principles you need to be aware about communication. In this uh, part, I'm going to discuss more specifically about full mouth reconstruction and communication in cases with full mouth reconstruction. As someone really <clears throat> mentioned um, in the group that patients generally don't come to see general dental practitioners expecting a full mouth reconstruction. So most of the time when general dental practitioner sees patient, they are there for a checkup or one or small problems or maybe sometime for a cosmetic um, uh, makeover, but not for generally full mouth reconstruction. Um, usually that's the case with the specialist. So that's one of the biggest difference. And you need to have that confidence in order to show patient that you can do full mouth reconstruction and that explain it to patient that they need full mouth reconstruction. So let's look at some of the differences um, you will encounter when you are assessing patient or discussing patient about full mouth reconstruction. So first of all, as a nature of the full mouth reconstruction, it's a comprehensive case. So it involves a lot of things and um, it, it takes long time. Because of that, you need to have a good relationship with patient. If you don't like patient and um, patient just needs a single filling, you can just do your single filling and get rid of the patient. However, if you are um, going to do full mouth reconstruction and if you don't get on with each other, then I would highly recommend do not treat that patient and tell them with due respect that, you know, it won't work out. Because once you turn, you've done full mouth reconstruction, <clears throat> you are kind of attached to that patient because you've treated all every single tooth and you know if there's any issue in future then you need to be able to take care of it the other main issue with dentists for, um, have come across about full monthly construction cases is the fees are higher so it's easier to communicate 150 pounds 200 pounds 300 pounds treatment but when it comes to 9,000 pounds, 10,000 pounds treatment, or even more, 15, 20, 25,000 pound treatment, then it's completely different communication and you need to have much more confidence and patient needs to be ready in order to invest in themselves. So this is one of the biggest hurdle which dentists come across is that the fees are higher and they struggle to communicate with patient. And because of that, they don't get case acceptance. The other issue is that there is uncertainty before start of the treatment. So many times until you've done the wax up, until you've done the assessment, you can't really tell patient 100% how you're going to approach uh, full mouth reconstruction. Now, if you are doing simple adhesive case, and if you follow my three-step process, which I've discussed in previous podcast, and go through the fee setting 
which I've also discussed in previous podcasts, then you have a rough idea um, about the the fees for the treatment. But there is always a small changes happens when you do full mouth, uh, when you do wax up. And you need to be able to communicate confidently with patient that, you know, things may change depending on your assessment. And one of the um, other difficulty is that, you know, you, until unless you have assessed the tooth, remove old restoration, assess the tooth, you don't know whether that tooth probably needs a full coverage restoration, cuspal coverage restoration, or just a rest- just a simple filling will do. So, um, or or the tooth may need an endodontic treatment. You don't know, and that's that. There is a lot of uncertainty there, and many times to describe that kind of situation, I tell patient that look, if there is something <coughs> wrong, um, like if you're having a leak, um, if you, if if your if your house there is a leak in your house, and um, you have um burst pipe or something in the house you don't know until um someone's really gone in that how bad the situation is and how much is going to cast first you need an assessment so there is always an assessment fees which i charge to patient and i tell them that this is an assessment fee so that i can tell you exactly what you need because without doing a proper assessment i won't be able to tell you exact fees for the treatment although i give them a rough idea because usually i see patients on a referral basis and they're booked in for an hour so i have time um, for to, to discuss everything build value um, but if you are seeing checker for a patient for checker which i used to do um, for a long time i used to do general checkups and when i see patient for checkups that's the time i used to tell them that look you need something more than general dentistry um it would be good to see you and do a full assessment uh, for full mouth reconstruction and it will be whatever charge you are charging and once patient comes through that assessment then you do a full mouth assessment you can tell patient the how much it is um, if patients are asking then you can tell them rough rough idea of the of the fees depending whether it's indirect case or a direct case. Then the other biggest problem dentists come across is the laboratory support. Unfortunately, in my experience and some of my mentees' experience, or almost all of my mentees' experience, no matter what laboratory you use, there will be inherent problem with it, with that laboratory. I mean, I, they, I've seen good technician making a lot of mistakes because many times because they are good uh, they have opened up a big lab and now they don't do themselves lab work they will give their um, assistant a lab work which i don't have any issue with but then there is a quality control issue that they don't have a quality control check and that's why many times i do still my own wax ups um, diagnostic wax ups because it's very difficult to find a good technician who can do diagnostic wax up and if you're doing full mouth indirect restorations then you it can become trickier to find and i've tried a lot of technician very expensive technician very cheap technician and there's always a problem and you have to work with technician um and it's a give and take situation but the, you need a lot of support from laboratory because if you're doing full mouth case then you need to, you know, they need to be on the same page as you are. Then many dentists, they don't feel confident in doing full mouth reconstruction. And because of that, they cannot communicate that with patient. Because as I said last time in last podcast uh, about communication, that you need to feel confident. It's the confidence which sells. 
basically. It's the confidence which patient takes up upon and then they start trusting you and then they would um, say yes to your treatment. But if you're not confident, then no one's going to say yes to your treatment. One of the reasons for underconfidence is lack of mentoring for full mouth reconstruction cases. And this is something uh, when I ran a poll in uh, my Facebook group, uh, around 52% of the dentists said that because of lack of mentoring, they are not doing full mouth reconstruction. So more than half of the dentists were avoiding full mouth reconstruction because of lack of mentoring. And that's why when I do hands-on or online courses, I make sure that the dentist gets mentoring because mentoring is the key when you want to start implementing full mouth reconstruction. So what is my routine? So my routine is when patient comes in, I start with rapport building. I start chatting with chatting with patient. Usually it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, try and get into what they are doing, uh, what their current situation is, what are the problems, um, how much pain they are in physically or psychologically, and why they want to do the treatment right now and why waited, why they waited for this long. Um, then I would do clinical examination, diagnostic tests, and um, if I need to, I would do record taking, which means sometimes I'll take impressions. Um, if I want to take this, um, I want to do a bit more assessment. Then I would discuss with patient a current situation. So I'll have my x-rays ready. Uh, if I'm doing implants, then I'll have my CT scan ready. And... I will have my photographs ready and I'll sit down with patient and I'll discuss everything with patient. Um, <coughs> I don't take CT scan every single time, but I would I would take CT scan when patient is happy to go ahead with the, uh, with the step two of the implant process. And I tell patient that, look, until I've done, taken CT scan, I won't know exactly how much bone you have and I won't be able to give you exact treatment plan until I know what, what you got. So, but once I have all that information, I'll discuss uh, the current situation with patient. And then if it's a simple case, then I would tell patient, I'll plan the treatment on the exact or R4 because different practices use this different um, system where I work. Um, I would plan, this, plan that up quickly and give patient a rough idea of the fees i'm not going to give them at this point a treatment plan i'm putting a plan on the system just for my benefit so that i know roughly how much it will be and i will tell patient that roughly and i will give patient a range so if i put it on the system and it's around nine thousand five hundred let's say i would tell patient that it could be anything between eight to twelve thousand depending on what we are doing um, if you're doing indirect if you're doing direct if you're doing indirect then you need to add more fees so if i'm not sure if patient's not sure then i will usually put two treatment plans and i would one will be indirect one will be direct i never at one point give patient more than three treatment plan usually two two is enough uh, not more than three treatment plans if you are printing out estimates you don't want to give patient more than three options because then they will get confused and then they won't know what's going on. And usually you know in your heart that what's the best option for patient. And so that's something you need to let patient know. 
So I'll discuss uh, treatment option, then discuss fees, and then I'll ask any questions patient has and answer their questions. Um, and this would be generally my first um, consultation, which is usually an hour long. And most of the time, if patient's going to go ahead with the treatment, they will tell me yes or no on the same appointment. Sometime, if they are not sure, then I would ask them that I'm happy to see them again for another 15 minutes in a few weeks' time so that they can think about it and make a decision then. Or we can give them a call. Most of the time, if patient, in my experience, patient hasn't made decision on the same day, then it's unlikely that they're going to make a decision in a recent future. So it's not going to happen that they will call up within two, three days and say yes to the treatment, unless they said, let me think about it. And um, I would um, give the, give you a call or something like that. So, however, I know that there is another approach where you do all your assessment and everything, and then you let the patient go and see patient back again. And then when, when the patient comes back, you do um, all the, all the discussion about the current situation, treatment options, uh, and fees. So you can break it down into appointments to build value, to give patients some time or give you some time to plan everything. And this is something I recommend to all my mentees because you they haven't done that many full month reconstruction cases and they can't really plan many time um, there and then. So I would advise them to usually book an appointment for 45 minutes, if even if it's 30 minutes, and then take all the records and clinical examination notes and everything when patient comes in, and then book patient again so that what happens is that I and the mentee can discuss the case. And then when mentee goes back to the patient, they are much more confident into proposing the treatment and answering patient's question. And I think that that works really well when you're getting mentoring. So what are my tips uh, regarding rapport building? So when you're rapport building, make sure that you change your tone of voice up and down. Because if you are just talking in a monotonous voice, then patient, you can make them probably sleep. Um, listen attentively. Make sure that you, um, they, you know, you, you may be used to it in your environment, but the patient is in a new environment. So make sure that you listen to them very carefully ask question, find out what patient's goals are and try and, try and find out their long-term goals. So you, I, I tell them usually, you know, what would you like your teeth to be in 10 years down the line? And if, if their answer is, oh, I want my teeth to be in my mouth for 10 years time, then I know that they value their teeth, they value um, the health of the teeth. And then when, you, when I am discussing the treatment, um, let's say full month reconstruction, I tell them that, look, if your goal is to keep, make your teeth last for 10 years, then if you do full month reconstruction, then that will certainly increase the lifespan of your teeth. If you don't do anything, then your teeth will deteriorate uh, continually for next 10 years. And then summarize patient, uh, what patient has, what, what their goals are back to them. Um, and that patient, patient like that kind of summary that they know, that you know what they're what they've told you. With regards to examination, do comprehensive examination of each time you see patients. So if you even if you're seeing patients for a checkup a lot of times, you've seen them before, you propose a treatment, patient said no, 
still every single time do it as if it's a new patient tell findings to your nurse out loud so you tell your patient that upper right six fractured cusp or upper right seven leaking amalgam large um, amalgam unsupported cusps whatever you see <coughs> so when you are telling pa your nurse your patient's listening unless you playing music really loud um, usually i don't play music in my surgery because i feel distracting um, i want uh, unless it's a long treatment and uh, you know I'm, I'm just doing surgery i'm doing a treatment then that's fine but during the checkup appointment no music is allowed in my room um, take at least five photos so front smile retracted close and open upper and lower occlusal shots and that will help you in discussing your um, discussing patient with current situation show them the photos and explain all the findings and show all the photos you've taken even if patient's not complaining about anything so patients come to you then and patient has no issues with their teeth still take the photos and show it to them that you know they're doing a great job um, and there's no issue with their teeth and that helps with um, building you know confidence with patient and then once you discuss the current situation with patient, then you then you propose and you give patient treatment options. And think about what patient wants and their issues and link your proposed treatment to their needs and give recommendation. As we discussed last time, you must give your recommendation to patient. That's the reason patient's there, to give your professional opinion. When presenting uh, any solution, you tell patient that what you're offering is what is it that you're offering what does it do and how it will benefit patient and this view if you maintain that three these three steps that what what are you what are you offering what does it do and how will it benefit patient then it puts things into very simple uh, perspective that you know if you and and then once you master this three question then you can even go one more step further and how it will subconsciously benefit them so what is the benefit of the benefit and many time um, the, the benefit is superficial and then the benefit of benefit is very deep um, seated um, problem so um, someone explained it to me i'm not sure where i heard this from that you know if you if, if someone's selling a car to you that let's say you're driving a volvo so the benefit of uh, volvo is um the of the offering volvo let's say as a car what does it do you know it drives you from a to b um it's a perfectly you know comfortable drive um and if it's let's say they're selling it to mum, then you know you, they can say that the it, it's got iso um at the back uh, for the child seats and what does that mean is that their children will be safe now this is obviously car sales and you know they 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 are different um and they were trying to play with the emotions and everything but um you need to try and relate whatever you're offering to that patient so they understand what you're trying to say because if you put jargon uh, in your in your talk then you will win uh, with the patient uh, as if you are more intelligent but if patient doesn't understand, they're not going to say yes to the treatment. So just keep it simple. 
Um, that's the that's the motto. And then when you're discussing fees, make sure you have set up fees for each treatment. So you don't have to think about when you're presenting the plan. So make sure you have you know in your head how much you charge for what treatment. Because many times when you are charging, you know, when you are doing something new, the tendency is to reduce your fees. The problem is patient doesn't know that you reduce your fees. So, uh, you know, even if you reduce the fees, patient doesn't know. You feel that you're giving patient benefit, but patient doesn't think that patient thinks that they've paid a full fees. So if you're not certain about the fees, as investigations are not complete, then let patient know and give them a rough idea of the fees. So let's say if one tooth has a really large amalgam, very deep, you don't know whether that tooth is going to need endo. So you just tell patient that, you know, I don't know whether the tooth is going to need endodontic treatment or not. Um, but if you do, then this will be the fees. And write that down in your plan. And in general, um, make sure that you don't do clock watching, which means, you know, when you are spending that time with patient, just don't keep looking at the clock. Um, tell your nurse not to tell you that you're running late, someone's waiting, because when patient's there in the chair, that patient should get full attention. And then if you run late, you run late. You Most of the time, you will run late um, because you're giving every patient, you know, um, good attention to detail. Um, and, and then you may want to increase the uh, up amount, the time used for checkup. Uh, for my NHS checkups, I used to che uh, take around 25 minutes. And that's what used to book patients with, sometime 20 minutes, but most of the time 25 minutes. And at that point, I would do sometimes, if they need a simple small filling, I'll do it there and then, cleaning. Um, but if patient needs bigger treatment, then it gives me enough time to discuss treatment with patient. Remember, you will get rejection. So, you know, although you've done everything, you spend hours with patient, maybe two appointments, and patient might just say no to the treatment. And again, remember the scenario that I explained it to you last time that, you know, if someone drops books, you offer them to help by picking up the books and they say, no, I don't, I don't need help. You're not going to feel offended, are you? So just imagine that you're trying to help patient, but patient doesn't want to take your help, then that's fine. And And that will... That will also get less and less as the time passes and as you get more confident. And you may feel that patient might think that you're trying to sell something. But remember, if it's in your head that you're selling something, then patient will feel it because it will come across that. If you're learning from a script, um, I know some people, they give dentist scripts that, you know, you need to follow the scripts. The problem is if you're learning from the script, which is maybe a good starting point, but if you're learning from the script and you're telling those scripts to patients, then it will feel and it will sound salesy. But if you think that you're trying genuinely trying to help that patient, then you will do everything you can and patient will not feel that you are becoming a salesperson. So when do I do two appointments? So I, I told you most of the time I would plan, propose the plan, everything on this one appointment. But there are times where you may want to do two appointments. One of the appointment, one one of the reason is when patient is having multiple issues, um, but you only booked patient for let's say 15 minutes checkup appointment, you can't explain it to patient when there are five, six teeth are involved 
and they need a bit more larger treatment plan you need to call patient back in for discussion otherwise if you try and explain everything in 10 minutes then it will be very difficult and most of the time patient won't understand and they will say no to your treatment if you need to change ovd if you need to increase ovd decrease ovd then those cases if you haven't done four month reconstruction then i would recommend you do two appointments first appointment you see patient gather all the data and then take advice of someone else your mentor and then see patient for the second appointment same for aesthetic cases and uh, big implant cases for single implant i don't think you need two appointments single implants one appointment's more than enough um, patients generally accept that um, general fees for the implant is in thousands and you know they are single implants there's no reason why you cannot communicate everything in one appointment again it depends how how long your appointment is as i said my appointments in an hour i don't need an hour usually 40 minutes is more than enough for me to um, discuss single implant treatment plan with patient so many time dentists tell me that there are you know patient cannot afford my treatment and because of that they are not saying yes to the treatment so with regards to this issue with fees is less for the patient than you think and if patient has a limited money then they do not value many time um, sometimes when patient says no because of the cost of the treatment then it's either they have limited money or patient do not value their health or they have other urgent priorities and you know everyone's priorities are different so you can't really win everywhere however most of the time it's because you haven't built a value and you haven't really emotionally connected with that patient to explain it to them that what you're proposing is in their best interest many time patient dentists feel that they are not worth it and believe it or not yes i come across time to time dentists who feel that this is too expensive and they are not you know they shouldn't be proposing very expensive treatment to patient because they work under national health and you know patients basically you know expect everything under national health so they shouldn't they don't she shouldn't propose any private treatment to patients they feel that their treatment is not worth the money they are proposing to patient and that's why many times they reduce the treatment pl uh, plan uh, the cost of the patient however if patient is going to complain it is not going to be dictated by how much reduction or how much discount you've given it to patient trust me that's that's i can tell you from the experience so make sure that if you are giving patient discount that you tell them that you're giving them discount but don't feel that you you give them patient discount and that's why patient won't complain if they're not happy they're going to, they're not going to be happy and many time dentists have desired to please patient or keep them happy and because of that they would propose they either wouldn't propose the treatment to patient and if they do they would um, tell patient uh, that they, they would basically reduce the fees uh, to the patient so make sure that you <coughs> have um, looked at all these issues with regards to the fees um, make sure that you have given patient finance option 
um, if you are staggering the fees, tell them that they're not going to pay everything in one go and give them benefit of the, f um, the feast against long-term benefit. So yes, they're going to spend £10,000, but you know, if you, if you look at 10 years time and to keep their teeth, they're spending maybe £1,000 a year. Um, and again, even after 10 years, if you don't, let's say, adhesive reconstruction, if they need to redo the reconstruction, their teeth are still in the same situation. It's maybe the restoration's broken. So you need to explain it to patient in that sense. So what are the summary of communication in full mouth reconstruction cases? So make sure that you give patient some rough idea of the price after you built up enough value in the first appointment. Again, this is time dependent. If you don't have an hour and if you only have 15 20 minutes so you can't do that you need to call patient back again in order to go through everything and then tell them the price of the fees of the patient uh, fees of the treatment have finance option ready uh, usually patient like to pay monthly um, send patient pre-consultation information this is really a game changer i started doing this after covid because or actually during covid when i was doing consultation because I couldn't really be there uh, to see them. Um, so I've created videos and I'm now I've been using them since then and patient love it because A, they kind of met you before even they met you. So they met you online. Um, I made the video myself and I felt that that was appropriate because uh, the videos uh, will show patient my philosophy of the dentistry, how I work. And I tell patient that everyone works differently. This is the way I work. And that's why you need to watch videos. So sending patient pre-consultation information, educational videos are really important. Show patient before and after cases and relate it to their situation. So if you if, if you see 50-year-old man, if you're showing them photo of 30-year-old patient, girl, then that's not going to work. You need to give them, show them before and after photos, which they can visualize in their mouth how it will look and that's the whole point of before and after photos and when you are presenting that just present it as a story that this patient came in the, and what you've done and you know um, what patient has experienced after the treatment and finally show patient testimonials and um, testimonials of the previous patient's treatment so i hope you enjoyed today's podcast Ultimately, it's a team effort. You need to make sure your nurse is in it, your receptionist is in it. They all, are, you all are working as a team because once you build that rapport, once you build a goodwill, patient will feel much more secure and comfortable in saying yes to the treatment. So make sure that your your team are on it, and uh, make sure that you have utilized all the resources. And ultimately, just remember, you're trying to help patient. And that's if you remember just that when you're discussing with patient, it will feel much more comfortable and natural to you. Even if you don't know answer of some other things, you will be able to comfortably tell patient that, look, I don't know the answer of this, but I will ask someone who knows and I'll come back to you. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you.